How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer, and welcome back to the weekend show for Sunday, November the 22nd. So you might remember yesterday I talked about video games where you can just turn your brain off and, you know, do something without really paying all that much attention. And I also made it a mailbag. I wanted to hear from you folks. What are the games that you can play when you need to just turn the brain off and not think for a little bit? Thank you for submitting your answers in the Discord server. And by the way, folks, if you are in the Discord server, feel free to read what people posted because it's really interesting. You get the full gamut of types of games in here. I mean, we have first-person shooters, we have puzzle games, there's RPGs and sandboxes. They're all here. It's pretty cool. I'll, I'll give you some examples. Uh, the first one here is from Jeff. He, I thought he had a pretty interesting answer. Basically, he says that if he needs a game that's going to help him relax, he goes to one of his favorite arcade games, which is called Karate Champ. And this is what he said, quote, I am sure it would be easy to play the games we have today, but sometimes we need to go back to the basics and remember what sparked our interest in what made us gamers to begin with, and playing arcade games always does it for me, end quote. And that's a good answer, right? The, the nostalgia, the games that you've always played. I imagine a lot of those are muscle memory for a lot of you, regardless of what kind of game it is. You know, I told you yesterday that my game was Skate 3, and I just talked to Kato, and he was saying, it's funny that you say that because Skate 3 for me is actually really stressful. I'm really bad at it. It could never be a muscle memory game. So we're all different in that way. And I think for me, it was that way because I played it a lot as a teenager. Similarly, Flying Goat Man says that their game is Factorio, which if you don't know, this is a... Basically, it's a, it's a base building resource management game where you're trying to build the most efficient factory possible. And it can be quite stressful for a lot of people. But Goatman says that they can play for 10 hours and think that it's only been two. And actually, uh, a few people said this game, including Sasuga. And what Sasuga said was that it's usually RTS games. They like StarCraft, Supreme Commander, Command & Conquer, these kinds of games. But obviously, RTS games these days, not so common. And so instead, they turned to Factorio, which I would say is, you know, I can see the similarities there. It, it's obviously not as competitive, but it does have that overview look. Lots of clicking. Anyway. Again, there was quite a few people who said uh, first-person shooters as their game. Nod One Man said uh, Black Ops 2 Zombies. The Universe said games like Overwatch and Valorant. Ricky said Doom. Crimson said Destiny. Like, again, these are games that, from my perspective, I'm like, I don't know if those could ever be mindless games for me. Not only are they pretty stressful, at least the multiplayer ones, but also, like, I don't know, I feel like that takes a lot of brain power for me to wrap my head around shooters. I fall more in line with people like Brisby or Chewed Up who say Tetris. Tetris is a nice puzzle game. You just slot the pieces into the nice spots. Even though Tetris can get stressful, it doesn't take a lot of brain power, at least for me. And then I think that we get into some ones that are a little bit more understandable, at least from the conventional point of view of what this question is asking. There are sandboxes like Minecraft that was brought up by Weabooology and author. Minecraft almost seems like a game that is designed for turning your brain off and just doing whatever you want. It can be stressful if you want it to be, you can pump up the difficulty, but ultimately if you just put it on peaceful, you know, it's called peaceful for a reason. Anna Marie talks about how she doesn't usually replay games, but if she needs something that isn't hard, you can play it without thinking, she goes to Dragon Quest. And that's really understandable, right? It's a, it's a pretty light-hearted RPG. It doesn't take a tremendous amount of brain power just to you know, get through the game. I would say a lot of JRPGs are like that, unless they're confusing in some way. So anyway, folks, there it is. Thank you so much for sharing your answers. I'm sorry if I couldn't get to yours. I try to get to as many as I can, but I only have so much time here on the show. Uh, as always, I'm going to be back with the news tomorrow. 
And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Welcome. Uh, first of all, if you are interested in the 60-minute podcast that I do with my co-host, Kato Sepp, it's been pretty sporadic over the last couple of months, I would say, and that's just because I was working on my essay, I didn't have time. Uh, but we've rebranded it to TGO Radio, and that's just a way of delineating it between, you know, we were calling it the TGO Podcast before, but I also call this a podcast, so it was a little confusing. So it's just TGO Radio. Uh, we just put up the most recent episode where we talk about the next-gen consoles being released, we talk about the Game Awards nominations, the big Capcom leak. It's a fun discussion of all those things. So if you'd like to see that, youtube.com slash thegamingobserver, or just search The Gaming Observer on the podcast feed. And if you're listening to this on a podcast feed of some kind, it's just the previous episode to this one. But uh, anyway, yeah, that was nice to, to do that show because it's been a long time. Having some sense of normalcy in life again, where I'm not just dedicating my entire day to writing a paper is quite nice. Like today, I, I did the dishes for the first time in a week, and I was like, like, it feels like I've been in a haze and now I've come out of that haze. Anyway, talking about games that let you turn your brain off, here's another one for you. Uh, Slay the Spire. I think it actually was brought up in the Discord, but Slay the Spire is a roguelike deck building game that takes a lot of mental energy if you want to do well, and if you need to learn the game. But once you learn the game, and once you learn all of the cards, uh, it's fairly predictable. The game is, I mean, it's a roguelike, so it is procedurally generated, but if you play the game long enough, you see everything, and, and everything is predictable. It's not too, too random. And, you know, for the past 50 hours of me playing Slay the Spire, I would say, uh, I've just been trying to get all of the remaining achievements, because I have the hardest achievements, which is to get through all of the characters on Ascension 20. That took me, like, a year and a half to do. And now I'm, I'm going back to the basics and just getting some of the other achievements. And to be honest, it's taking forever because I'm not actually giving it a whole bunch of, like, they're kind of like challenge runs, right? Like, when a game gives you a challenge run, the achievement is kind of that. And I'm not making much progress because I kind of turned it into this game where I'm not thinking that hard about it. Which maybe isn't the best decision when it's a challenge run on a very hard game. But nonetheless, I'm hoping I get there eventually. I'm having a good time anyway. It's pretty crazy. I've been playing Slay the Spire since before the Gaming Observer existed. So it's been like three years or something like that. I better check now, how much time do I have in this game? Yeah, 450 hours in Slay the Spire. Isn't that bonkers? I'm gonna look at when I got the first achievement. Yeah, March 2018, so that would have been four months before I started the Observer. That's pretty wild, eh? That I still play that game to this day, on a consistent basis. I don't know, there's, there's... It's a good game. If you haven't played Slay the Spire and you're interested in either roguelikes or deck builders, or competitive deck uh, games, uh, collectible card games, magic and stuff like that. They Slay the Spire, it's a lot of fun. Even if you just get 20 to 30 hours out of it, it's it's worth the money. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all, and until next time, farewell. <laughs>